Nah, but listen, I'm following my dreams. I'm chasing my my my, my dreams. Um, accomplishing all my goals. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to yet another week of this Campy Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, and that is Instagram. My podcast page is TCBL Podcast, and my personal page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries, would like to collaborate together, uh, come on the podcast, whatever. Um, my email address is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. Yeah. So I hope everybody has been doing well these past couple of weeks. Um, since I didn't release anything and here I am today. I think I did release like a little small video though. Um, just giving people words of encouragement about how they should have a new approach to their life, especially if you're in like your 30s and 40s and you're feeling pressured or confused about anything, whether it's parenting, careers, your romantic relationships, friendships or whatever. And I was just challenging everyone to basically feel like, hey, you have to get to a space where you're okay if it happens or you're okay if it doesn't. Or if option A plays out and option B doesn't or vice versa, you just have to be okay. It's like the best place to be in in order for you to get up every day and not feeling like you have to beat up on yourself. You have to question why things are going the way that they're going. You know, it just makes you be able to just maintain a healthier, I think, lifestyle. Maybe even help you make healthier lifestyle choices. Because there isn't this pressure for everything to be one way or for us to have these super high expectations for ourselves that sometimes we won't be able to meet due to conditions and terms that are out of our control. So um, I um, had a lot of folks listen to my last episode when I looked at the numbers. But what I found interesting is I didn't get any feedback. And I think it's probably because I went a little too deep and I was just really raw and I get it. You know, not everybody can handle that. And I'm unapologetically me and I live in my truth. And I understand that that does intimidate some people or they just admire from a distance. But at the end of the day, I think my main goal always is going to be to just inspire people to get to where I am, to be as raw as I am, as unapologetic, and to live in your truth, you know, no matter what. Um, I was going to release an episode this week titled The Flip Side of Grief, and then I changed my mind. And I guess I changed my mind based off of not getting any feedback from last week's episode. 
I mean, and I've really brainstormed for the flip side of grief and then just was like, fuck it. I don't kind of feel like being raw and vulnerable this week. And especially when it falls on deaf ears, because that means that I'm not being, and even though I'm being intentional, I'm not being impactful. I guess I'm not influencing, you know, um, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, I guess. So for my faithful listeners, listeners, do you remember, um, I had this segment called the purge where I kind of would just vent about various topics. It was like, I would record and go like off the top of my head. Well, I kind of wanted to do something similar, um, to that segment. Um, especially to have like in those moments where I'm being indecisive. So I am going to do something like that again, starting today, which is why this episode is titled Random Ish. So yeah, let's get into it. So about that episode, the flip side of grief that I decided not to record, there is one perspective I wanted to share. Um, and it was one of the inspirations behind why I even got into talking about that episode. And it was due to a conversation that I had with my daughter about a month ago. Somehow we got onto the topic of like single motherhood and her admiration for me and what I do to take care of her and her brother. And then she proceeded to ask me, do I ever wish things were different with her dad and her brother's dad? And I was like, absolutely. I wish my daughter's dad was present for her huge milestone she had this year, turning 18. Um, all the art pieces that she made, um, having like her first car, um, prom, obviously graduation. Yeah, I wish she would have could, could have witnessed all of that. I mean, she's such a beautiful young lady. And just to see the hard work and dedication that I was able to put into raising her in his absence. Yeah, I wish he could see it. I wish he could see the final part. And this isn't even like an ego-driven response. It's just like at the end of the day, she's still a part of him. She has his DNA. So wouldn't you want to witness it? I think it's kind of weird that he's not here to witness it. I think it's a shame. Um, And I guess... When I was answering her question about my son's dad, yes, I wish my son had a different circumstance. I wish my son still could come home to his dad and be excited like he used to when me and his dad were married. You know, moments like that were priceless. And I guess the overall message I'm trying to convey is that even if you dislike someone, it's okay to give yourself permission to grieve who they once were, or that period in your life where you enjoyed their presence. And that is the flip side, the grief guy, you know, grieving people who are still here. You can grieve over a period of time of your life that you know is never coming back. You can grieve over career. Um, I know I have. I think the career that I path that I um, grieved the most is when I was an instructor slash teacher at Everest. Yeah. So that's, there were so many other examples I had gave and I was really raw and vulnerable, but again, I wasn't recording. So at least you guys got that piece today. Um, Something for y'all to think about. Like, do you grieve people who are still here or periods of times of your life that you know you'll never get back? It's a real thing. 
Um, on to the next topic. I received an abundance of hugs over the past weekend. And I know that we are in this insensitive ass society where there are folks who make jokes like, oh, you need a hug, you know, and I think I do need hugs, not just from anyone, let's be clear, but from people who are genuine and that fill me up. Maybe sometimes I need hugs when I'm feeling depleted or after a long day of work. I think hugs matter. And I'm affirming that I will receive more in the future. And if you need a hug too, don't be ashamed to say that you need it. But when was the last time you were hugged genuinely and consoled and like you felt it like within, you know? Um, next topic. Miss Summer Walker. I haven't talked about celebrities on this podcast in ages, but she pissed me off this week. Okay. First of all, when a love connection or a relationship turns bad and you run to social media to air the other individual immediately after it happens, you're a clown. That's my opinion. We never asked her for details about Meech cheating. And ma'am, the question of the week is, are you deaf, dumb, or dizzy? Or maybe you're even all three. That man been cheating, actually. I mean, who told her Meech wanted to be exclusive and or committed? No, I do not know, Summer. I do not know what Meech could have told her if he sold her a dream. But I do feel like she enters most of her relationships with an assumption and or presumption that there will be exclusivity and or commitment. And when you're looking at somebody like Meech, I don't know how you ever thought you would be getting commitment from a man of his caliber. And again, I don't know him. I'm not basing things off of his character on a TV show or interviews or anything like that. Come on, people who are seasoned, you just know that is not a man that wants to be a stepfather to your three kids and come home to you every night and that's going to fulfill him. He has a whole career he's in the middle of. Like, please. So anyway, um, for those, if you didn't see, you know, Summer went on her story to tell us how Meech chased her for two years and... Mm, I'm no mathematician, but your twins aren't even two yet. So are you indicating that Meech was trying to holler at you while you were pregnant with the twins? And if so, that's incriminating as fuck because you are basically telling the world you were pregnant and entertaining another man who was interested in you. And with that being said, I don't think London or Larry are the problem she brought Larry around Bubbles pretty fast after her and London split and had him playing daddy. Then her and Larry split after having the twins and now she's out with Meech. And then two weeks before, I guess he got caught cheating, there was paparazzi photos of him out and about with Summer and holding the babies. And that is just such a very weird flex. I swear I'm not here to judge people, but 
Why y'all be so quick to bring people around y'all kids that y'all are dating? Like, I've been single for three years and I ain't never brought nobody around my son. Okay. I, I, I don't understand how you guys just do it. Like as a mom, it's your duty to protect. You got to make sure you're good first before you even introduce somebody to kids. And if you know he have been cheating because you're not stupid, you have an intuition. And I know you can tap into it. That's why you make those beautiful songs. Because you do have an intuition. You know what men do. So with that being said, you know he's doing these things and you still bring him around your kids. Again, very weird flex. But at the end of the day, I try not to criticize without words of encouragement. Summer, if you're listening, which you probably would never be listening to my podcast, you really need to focus on your career and being a mom. Put a pause on being in relationships or trying to find love because now it's not working, baby girl. And when I first started addressing this whole summer issue, I did state that she was the problem. And that's a segue to my next question is why is it that some of y'all really don't think y'all are ever the problem? Like there will legit be hardcore evidence that shows y'all are the problem. The fingers are always pointed at everybody else. I personally feel like we as adults have to take accountability for the role we play in at least 90% of our bad experiences and or traumas. Though like the other 10% is such a small window because unless it's something like domestic violence, sexual assault, or mental health issues, um, which are most often out of our control, you know, you definitely play a role in what's happening in your life. Okay, well, maybe I'm being extreme. I will say that I'll do 80% and 20%. So I'm going to be fair. So yes, we need to be accountable for at least 80% of our bad experiences and traumas and the role that we play in them. We need to be seriously because sometimes we're making a choice, a conscious decision to sign up for certain things or to be willing participants. And we are not responsible for other people's actions. We are only responsible for how we react to their actions, whether that is staying in situations that are not good for us, um, choosing to forgive somebody over and over, trying to see the good in somebody, even though they are nothing like what you um, consider good or what you consider healthy. Yeah, those are things you have to be against. Um, next topic, I saw a reel on Instagram where an older woman said that single women, especially in their 30s, will remain single because we spend too much time together with other women. We choose activities that don't involve men. And I guess the ones that we do, like, I guess, going to like a lounge or a club, she says that that doesn't count. And it's a no-brainer, men are going to be there. But as far as like us going out to dinner together, all getting dressed up to go to dinner and sit at tables with ourselves, going to like sip and paint, having shopping dates or Target runs or let's go get Starbucks or whatever we're doing. The bottom line is, she said, ain't no men approaching us in those places. Um, and 
a lot of those places you end up seeing men out with their 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 women not really going to find single women at the places that, I mean, single men, sorry, single men at the places that single woman frequent when we're all bonding and hanging with each other. Um, she also said that men are also not on these vacations that we're going on usually, but if they are on a guy's trip, just like a girl's trip, they're not going to approach a group of women, maybe just only two, but like a group. And I do see that there's a lot of sisterhood promoted on Instagram where a lot of girls like, yeah, girls trip, let's do it or whatever. And they're having fun and they're twerking and they're living it up. And it's true. I don't really think niggas is checking for y'all when y'all on any trips. I mean, I don't go on group female trips, but even the ones that I, the one that I do go on once or twice a year, I can honestly don't be people checking for it. I'm men coming up to us. Um, it's true. So I, I really could not refute her argument. And then she also, she wasn't just like dissing single women and their She also was saying, why don't males or like where to go or go someplace or invite men places? Because say as if, you are a single woman and you got single friends. And if there's a single man with a whole bunch of single friends, why don't y'all all go out together? Perhaps love connections could be made that way. Or she wants to know why we don't have male friends. Like, what is the issue with that? I was like, every woman should have a male friend. I do have a male friend, but he's married and he lives in North Carolina. So I couldn't really hang with him even if I wanted to. Because he's married. As far as like, a single, my single male friends that I see out and about, sometimes they make things weird. I remember reaching out to one before, like, hey, I just moved like near your area. Let's go get drinks. He's like, oh, I got my daughter this weekend. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, well, just let me know the next time you're free. And of course he never did. And I'll be damned if I was going to ask him again. Or some of my male friends that I do see out partying and having a good time, sometimes I do want to be like, where y'all at? Like, I'm about to pull up. I'm about to party with y'all. Because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it does seem like the fellas do be having more time, than more fun, more of a time to be had than the women. And the last time that I went out and had a really great time and I it was turned up, it was a group of male and females. I went to like an Afrobeats. Um, thing in Providence. And it was a group of us. Um, a good amount of men, a good amount of women. And I'm not going to lie. It was dope, the balance. So yeah, I think I'm going to have to hop on the bandwagon and agree with her perspective. Absolutely. I do think that the sisterhood relationships can be fun. Absolutely. When we're hanging together and we're vibing, I do have a great time, but I do think there does need to be some balance. We do need to start going places where there are more men. Um, I really can't think of anything else to talk about in the moment. That is my random ish for today. And who knows what I will release next week or if I'll release anything. I hope that you guys all have a great rest of the week and wishing y'all nothing but peace, love, and prosperity. And I'm out.